You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. Fire. I'm so happy to share the very first of the series from the Raising Free People Network for 2019 with you today. Last year, we had two series, one from Moji. That series was called Wellness Spiral and another one from Mo, Monique, and that one was called Surviving Survival Mode. This year, we have Let's Grow by Dr. Sunjata. Y'all have heard him on the podcast before. He has been doing this work around liberation in education and sustainable living for some time now around Atlanta. Started with Grow as a self-directed education space for young people and has then since evolved into sustainable living work that has a component for self-directed education, but more so self-directed living that isn't centered on these systems that don't center people, right? And humanity. So the podcast was, he'll tell you more about it. He can do a better job than I can, but I want you to really just think about some of the things that you'll hear Dr. Sunjata share here. What I love about our friendship is that we're not two people who agree about all the things. And I invited him here to share what's showing up as he continues his own self-directed journey, as he de-schools and decolonizes his mind, how the work is showing up for him is changing his life and his business ideas (laughs) and his ways of living and moving about the world. And I share these sorts of things because I know that a lot of us have these unique ideas about how we want to participate in the world and the world that we want to see and be part of. And we don't have community around us, like in terms of our immediate community. So stories and narratives like these remind us that we're not alone. Even if we don't agree with the ideas, we can definitely fuck with the energy of somebody saying, nah, I'm not okay with what's going on. The same for me. Here's what I'm doing differently. And the more we hear that, the more we can be inspired to do that for us and for ours as well. The show notes page for this episode is raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 118. Raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 118. Dr. Sunjata, come through. <laughs> Let's grow. What's good, everybody? I'm so excited to be joining you all here on the Raising Free People Network. I'm so happy that Akila invited me on here to freestyle, just to give some thoughts from just the way that I see the world and through the Grow Platform. And the Grow Platform is rooted in sustainability, liberation, unconditional love, creativity, purpose, and collaboration. So what I look to do is just come on to this podcast and just give you five to 10 minutes of thoughts that I hope will help you in your growth towards raising free people. Because there's a saying that I'm sure all of you have heard that hurt people hurt people. Well, it's also true that if hurt people hurt people, oppress people oppress people, and free people free people. So I believe that it is our duty as people to continue to do the work, to do the de-schooling work, the unlearning work in order to free ourselves. And if we free ourselves effectively, then we'll be better catalysts for helping our children 
to grow up free. So that's what this podcast is going to be all about. And I appreciate you jumping on and listen. So what I want to jump into for this first episode is a topic called selfish versus self-actualization. Selfish versus self-actualization. So I think that this is something that's really important because some of you may be, you know, may have dealt with this in your journey towards living your most authentic lives, choosing to raise your children in a manner that's different than with the masses, the ways that most people are raising their children or the ways that you may have grown up being raised. And you may encounter some resistance. And that's just one example, but there may be other examples in your life as well, where you're trying to live as your most authentic self. And people may say you're being selfish. And I talk to people who struggle with striking that balance and who struggle with trying to really figure out, am I being selfish or am I just, again, trying to live my best life, right? So how do we know the difference? So I just want to share my best thoughts, things that I drive around thinking about all the time on this topic based on some of my life experiences and some people that I've, people who share some profound things with me and just things I've learned. I have a a former colleague who made the comment once, and he's actually made it several times. And he says that the most oppressed person in society is the individual. He was a guest on my podcast that I used to do on race relations a few years ago. And whenever I would be having conversations around the various forms of oppression in society, he would always go back to the point that the most oppressed person, if we want to talk about oppression, the most oppressed person is the individual. And the more I think about that, and the more I've thought about that over the years, the more I've realized that it's actually true. Because if you really think about it, even in these social groups that we kind of group people in, when you talk about quote unquote black people or quote unquote white people or quote unquote men and quote unquote women, et cetera, and we have these these stereotypes in my in our minds about what these people are, who they are, how they show up, their behaviors, et cetera. And the reality is every person is an individual outside of those labels. Every person is an individual that has so much more complexity and nuance to them other than those labels. But because of the way that we've evolved to this point as humans, we tend to speak in these very general blanket statements and blanket generalities around various things. And we talk about the quote unquote black community, for example. And yeah, there are some commonalities around our experiences, but in reality, everyone is really, really, really individuals. And when people try to show up as their individual selves, a lot of times people are fearful of that. And through their words, their behaviors, or their actions, they'll try to pull them back in and they'll try to shrink them to fit within whatever that paradigm, whatever that box that they're supposed to fit in because they're a part of whatever community or they fit whatever social construct around the label. So that's just something that the first thing I want to speak to and kind of push back against is those ideas and just kind of raise some awareness around the idea that the most oppressed person is the individual, just to give you that to think about. The next thing that I want to talk about around the whole idea of being selfish versus self-actualization, I think that in order for us to get to a point in society where we're not experiencing the levels of dysfunction that continue to plague society, have been plaguing society for generations, I think that we have to give power back to the individual. So when we talk about, you know, the most oppressed person being an individual, we have to give power back to the individual. And what I mean by that is we live in a society that's dominated by power over and control. And in my Theory of Indivisibility podcast, I break down the different types of power. 
There's power to, which is your ability to take action as an individual. There's power with, and then there's power over. Most of society is based on power over ideals and dynamics. That's where hierarchies come in, authoritarian systems that we're born into, they come into play. And the whole idea of someone being selfish is really rooted in the idea that someone has an expectation of others, that others are supposed to do something for them just because. And that's rooted in the whole idea of power over and control. Because we live in a power over and control society, and that's the way that every system works, the whole idea of selfishness comes from that. So what's the solution? How do we get back to a place where people can, and let me just say this, when I say get back to, I'm talking about a long time ago where prior to power over and control systems being implemented into society after the agricultural revolution around 10,000 years ago, people lived in egalitarian societies. Our, our homo sapien ancestors started out living in egalitarian societies. And anthropologists have done research on the indigenous peoples around the world who still hold on to their indigenous cultures. They still live as egalitarian hunter-gatherer people in small pockets around the world who still hold true to very egalitarian ideals that give power to the individual or allows the individuals to basically have what I believe the solution is, which is agency and consent, which I'm going to speak to more in a second. But historically speaking, that preceded the whole power over and control societal norms that we currently live within. And I tend to find that most people think that it's always been that way. And I like to speak to the history because I know that it hasn't based on the research that I've done for the Theory of Indivisibility podcast. And I know some of you have probably run into that research as well in the self-directed education space because Peter Gray, who is the founder of the Alliance for Self-Directed Education, in his book, Free to Learn, he speaks to how indigenous people around the world who've never been touched by religion, colonization, and quote-unquote civilization, how their child-rearing practices are more aligned with the theories that we talk about within the self-directed education spaces. That brings me to talking about the solution, which is, yes, agency and consent. If you give power back to the individual, that means every individual has the ability to have control over themselves. They have the ability to define themselves and they have the ability to make decisions based on what they feel like is best for themselves as individuals from their most authentic place. That's what agency is. And then where consent comes in is that if we create societies, if we create norms, social norms around agency and consent, if consent is at the forefront, no one can ever project their expectations onto you to tell you that you're being selfish because the expectation is that you will opt in and you will give consent to doing the things that you want to do, showing up in the ways that you are designed to show up in the ways that empower you, give you energy, make you feel good, make you feel whole, make you feel happy, as opposed to being drained because you you have to show up so that you don't come across as quote unquote selfish, right? You have to show up to appease others and that drains people. That positions people to live a life where they're not living as their most authentic selves. And I think that is a problem and we need to push back against that. So self-actualization is the realization of being able to live a life, again, that's rooted in the things that I just spoke about around being happy because you're living your most authentic self. You're doing the work that you feel called to do in the world. You're showing up 
and being present in the lives of the people that you want to be present in and giving the level of attention and energy that feels good and comfortable for you. All those things are a part of living a self-actualized life. And I believe that society as a whole would be much better off if everyone pursued self-actualization and everyone supported one another in living their most self-actualized life. You see, humans are nature. We're no different than the plants, the stars, the other animals, the chemicals in the air, like oxygen, etc. We are all a part of a grand universal design. And the universe designed this thing to work in a symbiotic way. If you think about the relationship between humans and plants, you know, I giggle when people say that they're individuals and they do things by themselves. That could be the furthest thing from the truth because without oxygen, no one would get anything accomplished at the very, very nature, natural, organic level, right? No one would get anything done if they didn't have oxygen. So in that symbiotic relationship that we have with the plants and the trees, where we give them carbon dioxide and they give us oxygen, right? That's a symbiotic relationship. We need each other to survive. But guess what? Plants give off that oxygen naturally. They don't have to expend, they don't have to get outside of their natural way of being. Just like we expend carbon dioxide naturally as a waste product in our breathing process. Well, guess what? Everything about us is natural in that way. Our innate skills, our abilities, all these things are natural. And if we have a society where everyone was able to go out and just be themselves and just give of themselves in their most natural, authentic, organic way, everyone's needs would be met. So all of these things go into self-actualization just by allowing people to show up the way they were designed without anyone else's expectations, without anyone's labels, allowing people to define themselves any way they want. That's the solution in my estimation, in my opinion. I hope this resonates and I hope that everyone will be inspired to continue to walk towards self-actualization, to reject other people's ideas of you being selfish as a result. And I hope that you will continue to push forward with raising free people. Let's grow. Thank you.